This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't already, make sure you sign up on iTunes. You can subscribe to these if you're enjoying the podcast. And I know you are. On December 19th, 1998, President Bill Clinton was impeached by the House of Representatives. There are many people who believe that the impeachment of Bill Clinton was about the sex scandal with his intern, Monica Lewinsky. And while his behavior in office with a subordinate employee would have gotten any CEO in America fired, that was not what got Bill Clinton impeached. He was impeached for obstruction of justice and for perjury to a grand jury. Perjury. Lying under oath. Both of those articles failed in the Senate. To convict someone in an impeachment trial in the Senate, you need 67 votes. There were 50 votes for conviction on the obstruction charge and 45 for the perjury charge. Now, that didn't mean that he was innocent. It just meant the Senate didn't want to remove him from office for doing it. Clinton later signed a plea agreement and gave up his law license for five years. He is the only president to have been impeached. Nixon resigned before they could take a vote on impeachment, and Andrew Johnson was not impeached by a single vote. However, if Bill Clinton's wife wins election this fall, the very first thing Congress may do after her inauguration is take up impeachment proceedings against her for perjury. Dishonesty under oath, it seems, runs in the family. Two Republican congressmen, Jason Chaffetz and Bob Goodland, have asked the district attorney for the District of Columbia to investigate Hillary Clinton for perjury during her testimony on October 22nd of last year. Now, when those hearings were held, the media played it up as a huge victory for Senator Clinton. She had endured nine hours of grueling questioning from frothing Republicans and never said anything as stupid as, what difference does it make now anyway? So clearly, that meant she won, according to the media. But in those nine hours, there was one particular exchange with Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio. He had already exposed her lying to the American people about the cause of the attack in Benghazi. And the only positive press Republicans got that day came from that round of questioning from Jim Jordan to Hillary Clinton. But in the third session, at the end of the day, Jordan turned his attention to Clinton's emails. And in that exchange, there are four specific times where Hillary Clinton, under oath, did not answer Jim Jordan's questions truthfully. We know that what she said wasn't truthful because they were directly contradicted by FBI Director Jim Comey this summer when he announced the results of the FBI's investigation into her email server. I'm going to play each of those four answers from Clinton and follow them up with the direct contradiction from Comey so that you can hear them for yourself. Let's start with their first answer. I provided the uh, department, which has been providing you with all of my work-related emails, uh, all that I had. That actually wasn't an answer to the question that Jordan asked, but she said it under oath, and therefore it had to be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. 
turns out, it wasn't. Here's Director Comey at his press conference earlier this summer. The FBI also discovered several thousand work-related emails that were not among the group of 30,000 emails returned by Secretary Clinton to state in 2014. She lied. She lied under oath. Next. I'm asking how it was done. Was, did, did someone physically look at the 62,000 emails or did you use search terms, date parameters? I want to know the specifics. They did all of that. They did all of that. All right, two points here. First, the attorneys for Clinton who conducted the search were sitting behind her at the hearing. They were Cheryl Mills and David Kindle. Both of those attorneys also represented President Bill Clinton at his impeachment trial in the Senate back in 1998. Small world, huh? Secondly, Clinton's testimony was that her attorneys not only used search terms to find which of her emails were private and which were public, but that her attorneys also read each and every one to be sure. They did all of that. Here's Director Comey. The lawyers doing the sorting for Secretary Clinton in 2014 did not individually read the content of all of her emails as we did for those available to us. Instead, they relied on header information and they used search terms to try to find all work-related emails. So Comey's statement and Clinton's statement cannot both be true. The fact that her attorneys did not go through each and every email is also probably why her first answer that she turned over all of her work-related emails was also not true. Next, Representative Jordan wanted to know how many servers Clinton used. Was it just one or was it more than one? Is that right? There were two servers? No. There, okay. was, a, there was a server um, just that one? was already being used by my husband's team an existing system in our home uh, that I uh, used. Um, and then later, again, my husband's uh, office decided that they wanted to change their uh, arrangements, and that's when they contracted with uh, the company in Colorado. And so there's only one server? Is that what you're telling me? And it's the one server that the FBI has? The, the FBI has the server that was used during the tenure of my uh, State Department service. Okay, now that answer is a little hard to follow. At first, she claims there aren't two servers. She then said they used one existing server and then had a contract with the company in Colorado. So if her statement is consistent throughout, that means they had one server set up in their home and then had a contract with the company in Colorado and sent their existing server to them to use in Colorado. That would be very unusual to do, to say the least. Here's Director Comey. Secretary Clinton used several different servers and administrators of those servers during her four years at the State Department. Several different servers is by definition more than one. It's also more than two. So even if Clinton was confused in her answer, several is still more than a couple. And she still said something under oath that was untrue. Finally, was there any classified information in her emails. There was nothing marked classified on my emails, either sent or received. And here's Comey. 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time 
they were sent or received. Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret at the time they were sent. 36 of those chains contained secret information at the time, and eight contained confidential information at the time. Notice, however, that Clinton used the term marked classified, not at the time. Marked, not at the time. While Comey said that anyone in her position should have known that it was something that was classified, even if it wasn't marked classified, that's not the point today. The issue is, did she lie under oath to the House committee? She said marked. Again, here's Comey. Only a very small number of the emails here containing classified information bore markings that indicated the presence of classified information. Only a very small number is still more than none. Hillary Clinton said none of her emails were marked classified. Comey says, eh, no, a small number were. What Clinton said under oath was not true. This testimony may not be the only time Clinton committed perjury. In the civil suit brought by Judicial Watch asking for all of Clinton's emails, she had to sign an affidavit saying she had turned over all of those emails. She signed it, but as Comey demonstrated, she didn't actually turn the emails over. Again, that's perjury. Unfortunately, I'm not sure it's going to matter. Comey had laid out a beautiful case that the secretary had been grossly negligent with our state secrets. He then failed to recommend that she be charged with gross negligence with our state secrets. There's no doubt she committed the crime, and yet she won't be prosecuted for it because she is the Democrat nominee for president. That's a travesty of justice. It should be unacceptable in a nation whose creed is that all are created equal. She's also lied under oath at least five times. Four in the House, one in the Judicial Watch suit. It's also a crime. But if the Justice Department wouldn't prosecute her for gross negligence with classified information, why would they prosecute her for perjury? Perjury is probably harder to convict on because you have to prove some intent. You don't with gross negligence. I have no faith that justice will be done here. I also don't have any faith that an impeachment trial against a president, Hillary Clinton, would be successful. Yes, all four counts of perjury to the House and the one count of perjury in court would pass the House, but the Senate is going to be close to 50-50, and you need 67 votes over there to convict. She won't be convicted. And that simple math may mean the House would decide not to impeach her in the first place, she's done the crimes. She won't do the time. Our government has decided that some of us are just more equal than others. And apparently a lot of Americans agree. You see, Bill Clinton is the only president ever to have been impeached. But most Americans have a positive opinion of him today. Hillary has endangered the lives of American spies with her illegal email activities. Those emails may have actually led to the death of an Iranian nuclear scientist who was working with us trying to stop the Iranian nuclear program. He was executed by Iran last month, perhaps on information they gained from her emails. But despite her reckless and lawless behavior, she's still leading in the polls.
The only way for Hillary Clinton to be brought to justice for her crimes against this nation is for her to lose the election in November. There is only one person who has the mathematical possibility of being able to do that. I know a lot of you don't like him. I don't like him either. But if Donald Trump loses, Hillary Clinton wins. And the idea that all of us are equal before the law loses as well. The only person who can bring Hillary Clinton to justice is you. And I hate to say this, but the only way you can do that is to hold your nose and vote for Trump. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. I can see old glory flying over me. In the first light